Welcome to Gross Anatomy. Welcome to Gross Anatomy. Welcome, everyone. So we were away from Gross Anatomy for a whole... It's been two weeks since our last podcast, correct? Correct. Right, which feels like forever. So welcome to Gross Anatomy, where we discuss sight, smells, and sounds of medicine and how it relates to pop culture, movies, TV, etc. Right. And the world around us. The whole wide world. The whole wide world. So where were you? What were you doing? You were away? I was in Maine. Right. First time Maine visitor. Right. So I saw a lot of lighthouses. Yeah. Went to Bar Harbor. Saw a lot of natural beauty. Right. I don't think I... Have I been to Maine? No, I don't think I've been to Maine. Uh, Maybe. I don't know. And then Boston, you said. Yeah. And I was in Panama. <laughs> Panama. <laughs> it's funny. You know, I, my wife and I... Actually, we were supposed to go to Panama years ago. This isn't what the podcast is about. Why am I talking about that? But it was a good trip. Was there anything medical that occurred in Panama? Is there any medical Panama stuff that I can think about? No, nothing at all. Nothing, okay. Nothing pertaining or particular or anything whatsoever. So the main point is we're back. We're back, and I think we're better than ever. I think so, too. There and, you go. And uh, I did watch um, a few more episodes of Big Mouth, the show we had discussed previously. You did? I liked it. I'm you, getting, did you I'm, like it? Yes. I'm getting to like it more. Why do you like it? Because I see that it's not just like a male-dominated it's not. comedy. It's right. very It's like... In the beginning it is. Yeah. And it's there's a female creator, too. There's right. four creators. Right. But only one is a female. Only right? one is a female. Right. But uh, obviously, they're taking a lot from her, probably. Right. Life. Her adolescence. Right. But it, it, for me, it's it's about puberty and health. Puberty, and, yeah. And it, it's not just about adolescence. It's about going through puberty a little bit. Right, and, and that's I why skipped, I think it's almost medical and per, per, it definitely pertinent to this. Is and I skipped a, ahead to episode or season two, episode five, because you told me about the Planned Parenthood episode, right. which we had discussed on a previous podcast, and that whole segment or that whole episode, they were talking about what we discussed: how Planned Parenthood is like very small amount of abortions are performed there, right. and it's about so much more than that. It's right. about you know, like checking for STDs, checking for cervical cancer, right. like providing contraception. And it, it it was done in such a taste, it, it's such a adolescent, juvenile, tasteless show, but yet they did it very tastefully, they showing all this stuff mm-hmm. in their juvenile way. Yeah. They, showing all aspects of birth control, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, they have a whole thing where they just show, yeah, like, it, they make it almost like The Bachelorette. Right. Where they're like, right. contraception options for women, like, what you should know about them. And it, it is very informative. Because it really deals with everyday stuff that every kid, I think, I think most kids go through and deal with or at least think about. And kind of lets you know that, hey, you're not alone. Yeah. And all these hormones that you're right. wondering what is happening to right. you. Yeah. The hormone monster. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I agree. So that, yeah. but that kind of gets us into the podcast subject. Oh, we're today. doing a podcast today? We're doing a podcast today that right. we wanted to talk about, which is infertility. And right. one show that you're watching that I am not. You didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. Why didn't you watch it? What show? The Handmaid's Tale. The Handmaid's Tale. I told you because it's, I feel like the subject matter, I've had people explain this show to me so many times. I right. just don't think I can handle it. Really? Yeah. It is kind of, yeah, there's a disturb. you mean just because how it's brutal against women? Yes. Yeah, it is, it's painfully brutal yes. against women. But I know that it really is. so many people are watching it. And so the premise of the show is that um, 
You, you have it outlined way yeah. better than I do. So, in this show, both men and women are affected by infertility. Is that... Is that... I know they mention, like, some... One of the male characters is sterile, or thought to be, maybe be sterile, but the main thing is that what percentage of the women are sterile? I, I don't know that statistic. It, but only a small fraction of women are fertile, right? right? And it's global, and it, it pretty much affects everyone, I guess, except for these... Handmaids, right? right? Is that everyone who can give birth is a handmaid? Is that how it goes? Everyone they found that they've captured and made prisoner become who's fertile becomes a handmaid, yeah. Okay. And it's crazy. It's disturbing, that aspect of things. And the whole... Um, no, it's definitely disturbing. And the reason why that I read about is that the infertility is linked to pollution, climate change, and STDs. Is that true? Do they get into that more? They don't really... I think at one or two points they kind of... maybe they just talk about it in the book. Yeah, in the book they probably way, talk about it way more, and maybe in, even in the series they talked about it, but they kind of brushed over it, I think. And, okay. And usually we watch it, my wife and I watch it towards, you know, in bed right before we fall asleep, so I don't know how much we're paying attention to the nitty-gritty details. But um, it's an interesting health topic is sterility and fertility and... And um, it wrapped up into a TV show like that. Right. Because yeah. it is something that really, I mean, I per, I've had friends who struggle with infertility. So I think yeah. that's a, yeah, I'm sure you've known people. Yeah. And just the people that are doing in vitro, I guess, is rising or IVF. Right. Um, right. In vitro fertilization. Yeah. Yeah. But then a lot of people can't afford it at the same time. It's crazy expensive, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. What is it? It's like ten grand a pop, or even more. It's like twelve thousand. Right, but it's also you know in addition to being expensive, it's not easy on a woman. The whole process. I yeah, I guess as a woman who's never had felt that need to have a baby, I don't understand. I'm not judging, but right. I I right. don't I feel like I would never go through all of that. Right. But I don't have that urge to have not a baby. Yet. Who yeah. knows? Yeah. Maybe in five, ten, twenty years. Um. The, the problem with it, in addition oh, to the fact around that 1.6% of babies born in the U- U.S. each year are conceived through assisted huh. reproductive technology. That is a lot, yeah. you know, when you think about it. But, you know, part of the problem is, is that men and women are delaying having kids till later in life because of choices of career. Right. Um, and the unfortunate reality is as we age, we become less fertile. Mm-hmm. Women more so, but men too. Right. Um, and in addition, as we age, even if we're fertile, the chances of the children or offspring having some kind of genetic defect or birth defect unfor- or just problems, unfortunately, rise as we age. Right. So, so yeah, there's that pressure when men and women, but unfortunately more so women, hit a certain age, mm-hmm. there's more stress women and men are like oh my god we only have so many years to have a baby and right because there's a science to it yeah right? your eggs you're born with all the eggs you're ever gonna have right and then you know you're out of them you know at a certain oh, age yeah. you're done yeah yeah so i think but not only that as as each year goes by that you don't have kids that you start and then you start saying oh my god i need to have a kid i need to have a kid 
I truly believe that the mind and the body work together. Mm-hmm. So if you're freaking out and you're stressed about it, you know, you hear these stories, they're all anecdotal, but they're super interesting stories of couples who, you know, are struggling, struggling to have kids and then they adopt or they're struggling and struggling and they do in vitro yeah. because that's the only way they could get pregnant. And then they have their kids yeah, and then they're relaxed, they're they happy get- and they're having <laughs> yeah. happy sex. Then they get pregnant. I know. Right? You hear about that all the time. I don't know what the, the data and the numbers of I that don't are. Either. Do you see I don't that? know if they're... I mean, maybe there is data on that, but, but I I've think, heard those stories, too. And th- so I definitely do think there's something about the mind and body working together. You know, when mm-hmm. th- the reality is when you're stressed and feeling crappy, it's harder to um, do anything, heal, right. and certainly, you know, have a good environment to make a baby and all that stuff. Yeah, there was um, a news article not that long ago where a woman had asked her neighbor who she was friends with to be her surrogate because she just couldn't get pregnant. Right. And then as soon as this woman, the surrogate, was pregnant, she got pregnant. Right. She already had it all right. figured exactly. out. Exactly. So they were having their babies like at the same time, which is crazy because they're yeah. both hers. Right. But yeah, those stories exist. What bothers me about, I, I mean, lately I've been thinking more about Handmaid's Tale, and I don't understand, like, they made it a whole religion and a whole society. Um, where's the other countries of the world, is what I wonder, first of all. Like, how would they allow that to happen? But, mm-hmm. but why wouldn't they just do surrogacy? Or why wouldn't they just. Like, why does it... It's almost, it's rape. You know, they're raping these women. That's the disturbing oh, part. I didn't even think about that. Right. The, so, so, that, so why does it have future, to be rape? future, why would this... Yeah, why would they not do it, IVF? Right. That, that's what I totally boggles. Why wouldn't they say to these women, hey, we'll give you a couple of bucks, we'll yeah. do IVF? Because I'm sure plenty of women would say, okay. Part of, part of that whole show is, in addition to the fertility thing, even the women who are um, born to the proper culture and stuff like that mm-hmm. they're subjugated too they're so even like the high class women they don't have rights either so it's really about just male dominated like society a, yeah yeah which is crazy Terrifying. and disturbing no it really is you know what i think there should be i i one time men- recently mentioned it to my wife it would be interesting to see a tv show or a what if in real life um men were the ones who had the children you know we uh, there and is a movie about this called Junior with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've seen that. Yeah. Vaguely. I, I think it's called, yeah, I think that's what it's called. But, I mean, it would be an interesting world. Uh-huh. How come no one's really made that kind of world? Uh, where know? you can put, put no, a baby... No. No, I don't mean where we where it's the women who are not the baby carriers and it's the men. What would the world be like? Like, I was wondering that. I think like, that would be awesome. Right, exactly. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, and there's a joke... A serious joke about, you know, what if women, you know, were the presidents and were the mm-hmm. da, 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 da. It'd be probably a much better, well-run world, I think, to I some degree. I think, as probably do most women, that if men were the ones having babies, abortion would never not be on the table. Totally. It would always be on the table. It wouldn't no even be an even issue. No one discuss it Right, anymore. exactly. It's totally ridiculously unfair. Yes. Right. Agreed. Yeah. Um, there was another story of the IVF gone bad. Um someone was impregnated with another woman, another couple's child. Wow. It was an Asian couple that right. had, I think it was like a white child. So they knew it wasn't their right. baby. And I, I just feel so bad. So this woman went through the whole pregnancy thing, and then she had to give the baby back. Oh, they didn't let her keep the baby? No, because it wasn't her baby. Uh, and then both couples define, are suing. But that's an interesting question, too, is if you're the one carrying and delivering the baby, what makes that baby not yours? I, I mean, I guess they I mean, were just what's like... what's the difference what? between adoption? 
That baby, you adopt a kid, that's your kid. So if I know. you're carrying a kid... I don't disagree. I mean, I guess yeah. because this other couple put their eggs... I mean, I don't know how many eggs these people, like, mm-hmm. put into these facilities. I don't well, know how it works. the interesting thing is, when they're doing in vitro fertilization, one of the tendencies is is to try to... You know, they harvest a bunch of eggs, and then what's really interesting is these days they're able to really look at the eggs and kind of get a sense of healthiness and all that. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes they'll fertilize the they'll fertilize the eggs and the with the sperm outside, and they'll see how things are going. And they can even tell the sex of what the baby's going to be, and they could say, "Well, you have um, an embryo," because they're embryos. They they'll say. Um, well, you have three boys and two girls, and this is your third attempt already of IVF, and the first two have failed. Mm-hmm. Maybe you should implant all five of them, because mm-hmm. otherwise you're going to throw them right. away. So you hear these stories of people mm-hmm. delivering twins or triplets or whatnot, which is totally interesting. And or crazy. Is, is there a limit? There was. What and you was... can pick, oh, let's take the two boys and not the two girls. Or. And is there a limit? What happened? That one lady had one she had, Yeah. She had like eight octo. kids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She and so, eight. did anyone get in trouble for that? They're allowed to just put I as many. Know. That was so weird to me. I don't know. I'm like, what is the point of this? I think she wanted to have uh, two basketball teams. I think was the point. She's I, yeah. I read mm-hmm. about her recently. I think they all live in like a three bedroom. <laughs> it's a crazy life. Well, I think they probably got a lot of money and stuff too. I hope so. Yeah, she'll need it. Yeah, but I guess uh, like you're saying, I guess they just. They, I don't think there's a lot of regulation on these clinics. No. Is what's did we coming talk out about now. Gattaca? Yeah, we did a little bit. We did a little bit mm-hmm. about genetic engineering and modifying mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And that's a whole new and that's realm, where, too. And that's where it's going now, right? Because now you can pick the sex and right. hopefully... I don't know if they're like... What are they doing with the scanning for some kind of diseases or yeah. mutations yeah. or what they do? Yeah, there's more and more they're able to kind of check for certain ailments. And so I don't you think know, IVF might be just like the future of how people get pregnant? It it's like, possible, like in Gattaca, you know, yeah. and the, there's only going to be the rare love child or something like that. Because it keeps out impurities or yeah. whatever. You could have your professional athlete or something like that. So it, creepy. It's not But impossible. I feel like it's, it is the future. I, I think, unfortunately, or fortunately, I don't know how you... I think a lot more of those things might actually theoretically be possible already. Mm-hmm. And I think because of ethics and legality and morality we're not doing it sounds like they're not regulating it very well either so i feel like it might be happening a little bit i think in other parts of the world they were you know with the whole um cloning there's the whole cloning thing too Mm -hmm. it's it's interesting stuff nobody knows in 20 years we might know 20 years who knows yeah, but lots of people, like celebrities, use IVF and... But it's a good show, getting back to... Yeah. Um, um, although I don't understand why they're not doing IVF and things like that. Um, uh, why um, now I... we just created a big hole in the show for you, so it you did. might not be able to no, the enjoy last time it. I was, that, well, that's what made me think about doing it. The last episode, the most recent, were in the... What season are they in now? Second or third? I don't even remember. I think they're in there. They just started their third season. Yeah, so we're watching the whatever current season it is, and it's just more and more about... It, it seems like the show is becoming more and more about just treating women badly is, is more than having them be the baby receptacles. It's almost like... oh, I, I, It's really disturbing. 
I wonder yeah. where it's going. But it's a good, it's an entertaining show. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it definitely is. And Elizabeth Moss is awesome. I She's just great. still haven't been able to do it. I think Mad Men. Game, Mad of Men. Th- Game of Thrones was like enough brutality towards women for me for a while. Maybe I just needed a break. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Something that I was reading when I was looking at infertility was that men are also infertile, like 40 to 50%. So they're equally as infertile, but never talked about. Not really. Uh, although some, you know, you watch a lot of the movies, they always have the, the especially the comedies, mm-hmm. the funny scene where the man has to go masturbate and get a semen analysis, right? Oh, that's true. That's I do see part, that sometimes. Yeah, it's always yeah, in yeah. all those comedies where yeah. they, there's always the semen analysis. You know, do they swim okay and da-da-da and, and mm-hmm. that. Um, and apparently with men, age matters too, even though you hear about like these eight, right. like 70-year-olds having kids. Right. And not only does it matter in terms of fertility with men, with men, the chances of birth defects and things like that go up. Autism, I think, goes up. Down syndrome and, and different genetic abnormalities will go up as a man ages. So, you know, sure, a man could get someone pregnant, but, mm-hmm. you know, at 80, but that child may not be healthy. So. Right. That's you always interesting, that like, too. when you go to the guy now, they always, like, ask you, you know, about, like, wanting kids and when to have them, and, like, they tell you about, like, the age stuff that we talked about. Right. But they've never once asked me how old my husband was. Interesting. Huh. And one interesting thing is um, freezing eggs. You know, the whole, you know, we... So I do a lot of cancer surgery, so... Um, when a young woman might have cancer, breast cancer or something like that, mm-hmm. you know, at, often we'll have them see a geneticist and maybe have that conversation. Should they freeze their eggs? Or is it okay and safe to get pregnant? And all of those questions. Or after getting chemotherapy, I remember one patient that we had taken care of that had breast cancer at a young age. Mm-hmm. I remember it's probably when I first started, maybe 18, 19 years ago, when I first came here to the West Coast, uh, maybe even 20 years ago, we, young woman, got already had a child, had bad breast cancer, but did very well. And I think I remember the, the I was just a fellow. The attending said you should never get pregnant, and that you may never be able to get pregnant again. You may not get periods, but even if you do, from her chemotherapy, you know, right. some women after chemotherapy, mm-hmm. their periods don't. They wind up going into early menopause. I, okay. Sometimes um, their periods will come back. And she came back years later with a baby, oh, and we're wow. like, "What?" And I know she's still fine because I know because occasionally she'll still pop in to say hi, and because oh, I treated her. She got to have a baby she's, and it was healthy. Yeah, she's oh, doing great. great. And now I think she may even have another kid since that, which wow. is hysterical. And we were like, "What? You had a kid? We told right. you not to." And she's doing great, which is amazing. Well, I didn't even think about that because that wasn't even on the list of like the top five causes of infertility. But you're right; like women who go through cancer and right. chemo probably right for the large part probably have a hard time or can't have kids right for sure and then what are what are some of the other reasons uh polycystic ovary syndrome yeah which I, that's like the number one and huh. then endometriosis yeah and those are all really hard diseases for women for girls and often usually they they not often but often with polycystic ovaries those are present like in a younger girl and they'll mm-hmm. start um, having problems related to it which is like pain weird pain and pain with period weird pains and things like that um, and it becomes debilitating and then also it screws with their hormones and sometimes women with that will start having you know hair in weird places because mm-hmm. they'll have too much male hormone and things like that 
Um, so that's tough. And there's nothing that they can really do about it, or they don't really know the reasoning? I'm not sure. I, I, I don't know why, I don't know if they know why it happens. Mm -hmm. But I, I think some of the treatments might be hormone therapy. I'm not totally sure. Okay. Um, well, apparently, like, um, according to She Knows website, they, mm -hmm. they list, like, the top five shows that get infertility, right? And one of them is This Is Us. Have you ever seen that show? I saw the pilot. Okay. I haven't seen it. You never watched this? No, this? I need to. Ah. A lot of people have told me they love it. They love it. Yeah. It's But I think it's... Actually, I thought the pilot was great. Mm -hmm. um, and the only reason why I didn't keep watching it is there's just too many other shows on TV. I know, there's TV, a lot right now. Which is ridiculous. But apparently one of the main characters is obese. And she right. also has polycystic ovarian syndrome. Ah. And she's... 38. So right. she hits all the categories of reasons women would be right. infertile. Uh -huh. And then her fiancé is dealing with low sperm count due to taking antidepressants, which I didn't know uh -huh. was a thing. I mean, there are definitely certain medicines mm -hmm. that can affect sperm count, and then temperature and mm -hmm. climate, and even they say to some degree what kind of underwear you wear, right. believe it or not. Yeah, no, yeah. that's true. Or it's like, all about the temperature. Supposedly, like, males, if staying cool will right. help you. right. Yeah. There's a whole reason why the testicles are down in the scrotum as opposed to up inside of our bodies, which is because when they're free, loose, hanging in the testy in the scrotum rather than inside of us, they're mm -hmm. at a different temperature. And theoretically, at that temperature, there's a better chance for the sperm to be healthy and happy and prolific. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I guess on that show they're dealing with all of that, and maybe it's helpful for women who are going through that to like right. see some realistic right. stuff. There are movies that discuss infertility that I like that I forgot about until I looked it up. Raising Arizona. Did you see that one? I did. The Nicolas Cohen Cage. Yeah, yeah. The Cohen Brothers. Weird movie. I like that but one. But fun, yeah. 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 But they, yeah, she wanted to have a baby, so instead they kidnapped the babies. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's Up. What they, they couldn't have. The whole scene at the very beginning. Do you remember yeah. that? Or do you not watch Such that? Such a sweet movie. Yeah. Such a sweet movie. So they couldn't have kids. And yeah. then um, the movie Baby Mama with um, Tina Fey, who I right. love. Right, right. She's trying to be a single mom, do it alone, which I think a lot of women are now. A lot of women are doing that today. Mm -hmm. Future is going to be different. The future is different. It's going to look a lot different. It's not going to look like The Handmaid's Tale, but it's going to look a lot. Not. It's going to look a lot different. I hope not. I hope it does not look like that. That is, it's a horror movie or a horror, horror TV show. Right. Yeah. So we were going to talk about <laughs> a gross anatomy. Where we're going to try to put yeah. some gross and gross anatomy, and I don't necessarily have. It's not that it's so much that it's gross, but it reminds me of my early career as a, as a surgeon, um, and it's a little bloody but not gross. So uh, I remember as a, as a junior resident, uh, assisting, the attending was there, and then a mid-level or a senior resident and I, and they were letting me do a lot of, it was a breast cancer surgery, and they were letting me do a lot of the mastectomy for the breast cancer. and. In order to do the mastectomy, what you have to do is you have to raise up, you keep the skin for the most part, or part of the skin. So you have mm -hmm. to raise the skin off of the breast tissue, the fat and breast tissue underneath it. And in doing that, luckily we have an electric cautery that cauterizes and cooks the, the blood vessels, but sometimes it doesn't and the breast is very fatty, fibrous, and vascular. There's a lot of blood vessels. So it's not uncommon to get a decent amount of bleeding when you're doing the mastectomy, but a lot of those blood vessels, they're arteries and veins. And the arteries sometimes, you know, will shoot blood. And I remember 
they were letting me do the mastectomy, and I'm coming across raising the skin off of the breast tissue doing the mastectomy, and as I'm going, I get into a blood vessel, which is very common, small little blood vessels, but they're arteries, so they pump blood, and the blood squirted all over my face, oh, you know, all over oh me. Gosh. And I And I had to scrub out just wow. to wash up and clean myself up, but I thought to myself, as I'm washing my face, getting ready to go back in, I felt like, today I'm a surgeon. Yeah. Like, I felt like that was kind of my rite of passage, getting all bloodied, mm -hmm. you know, doing a surgery, kind of felt like my rite of passage into surgery was getting bloodied in the face. <laughs> and not so much gross. And not freaking out about it, because you're a surgeon. Yeah, definitely not freaking out about it. Me yeah. as a hypochondriac, I'll be like, I can't do this. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's, it's way more common than you think. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And there you go. There so welcome to Gross Anatomy. Welcome. We, even though we're Goodbye. leaving. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Send in your questions. Please. Bye. Bye. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening to Gross Anatomy. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can check out more episodes on the evolving sights, smells, and sounds of medicine.